God says that God watches over his word to perform it or to confirm it. And the Lord spoke to me a few months back that if I will preach, and he said specifically, he said, if I will preach on the glory, he will confirm it. He will watch over it. And basically, what is the glory? He'll perform that. He'll manifest that. And so I want to share with you the effects of the glory so that you know what to look for. What is the glory? Um, and so I just did a little study on the, in the word of God on different times that the Lord is talking about the glory of God or different times so that you can see and understand um, when this stuff happens in your own life or when it happens in a service um, that it is God, number one, and that you're recognizing that God's moving on your behalf. So that you're like, oh, the glory of God showed up. You can say with confidence that the glory of God was in my room or the glory of God was in the service or, or whatever it might be. And so the word of God says we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So let's get some knowledge about the glory. Amen? So that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. That we're ready for the outpouring of his spirit and of his glory. Amen? So what is, the title of this message is called The Effects of the Glory. What are effects? They are changes or things that are brought about or caused. And for this message, it's by the glory. <laughs> changes or effects, um, things that come about because the glory is manifested, the glory of God. Isaiah 40 verse 5 says this, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. In other words, that settles it. God said his glory is going to be revealed and all are going to see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And I'm just showing you from the word of God, this is biblical. In Habakkuk 2.14, it says, The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea, the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And I believe that's because he's going to reveal it. They're going to see the effects of the glory manifesting in services and in and through God's people. Amen? In, in other countries, Jesus is manifesting himself to people who are crying out, God, if there is a God. <laughs> And Jesus is showing up, and he's manifesting his glory. Um, basically, what his glory is, is, is him revealing himself. And there's different effects. And so in those instances, they're in jail, they're in prison, um, they're you know, lost in a dying religion, a religion that's leading them the wrong way, and they're realizing it's the wrong way, but they don't know which way is up, which way is down. And so they're calling out, God, if there is a God, and Jesus shows up in their cell. Isn't that amazing? Jesus reveals his glory. He reveals himself. And so the word, hello, Lord, <laughs> The Lord says, um, says that the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge, but how can we be filled with knowledge unless we're seeing and experiencing 
the glory of the Lord for ourselves. Well, some of us are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Maybe you're experiencing God. You're experiencing his glory and his presence. Another word for his glory is his manifest presence and his manifest power. When you see these things, it's his glory. Amen? And so we need to have the knowledge so that we're not destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We need to see and experience the glory of God so that we can identify when God is moving in our lives and in this place. Amen? Because he says, The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of his glory as the waters cover the sea. So the glory is a lot like the wind. The Holy Spirit's a lot like the wind. (laughs) Um, So the glory of God is a lot like the wind. You don't necessarily see wind. It's not something you can visibly see, but you can see the effects of it. You can feel it. You can um, even hear it. I was taking a walk yesterday, and I was, uh, I don't know if you know what Voxer is. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie. I was messaging Jeff the, the title of the message, actually. I said, effects of the glory. And he said, well, I don't know how to include that sound of the wind. Because when I was walking, there must have been like a wind blowing. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I can relay that in the, in the picture. Because he was doing my message backdrop. And I just kind of laughed. But that actually got me thinking. Thank you, Jeff. Um, that we can see the glory by its effects. We can feel the glory by what it's doing, and we can experience and hear even the glory of God. And so we're going to look at the word of God and just look at different times that he moved by his glory and how people could see the effects of it, how they could hear it, how they could feel it, so that we can identify, I am feeling the glory of God. I am seeing the glory of God. He says in his word that we would be filled with the knowledge of his glory. This is something that he is doing right now. Amen? So just as we can't see the wind, we can hear it, we can feel it, we can see the effects of it as it blows through our hair (laughs) Um, or as the wind hits the windows, we can hear it or we can hear it howl or we can see um, it turn the leaves on the trees and they blow we can see the same thing with God's glory. When he shows up in a service um, on Friday night, um, I didn't really know what God was going to do, but he said it was going to be one of the most powerful nights yet. And if he hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have seen it because it was a different move of God. It was different than the shouting and hollering and running. It was different than an awesome powerful preached word like I mean I'm not like putting myself down but it wasn't necessarily in those things it was in the people worshiping and just God touching them and people's tears just rolling down their faces I can't do that they're encountering God I'm standing over on the side worshiping the Lord God that's the effect of his glory amen And so there's all kinds of effects of his glory in the word of God and we're just going to take a look at a couple of them today Um, in his word, to build your faith so that you can be filled with the knowledge of his glory, his manifest presence and power. And you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so this might not be necessarily a topic that you would open your Bible and typically study, but this is the end times, guys. 
And we need to be aware that Jesus is returning and, and be looking for what it looks like. What does it look like when he shows up in a room? What does it feel like? How does he manifest himself? Um, a few weeks back, we were here and we were all just entering into the presence of God. And man, I can't, it was maybe four weeks ago and we were in the presence of God and I was just worshiping God. I was kind of minding my own business, but I was up here and the Lord opened my spiritual eyes to see Jesus walk down the center aisle in this sanctuary. And that, the presence was here and Jesus walks in and we need to realize that that presence that we feel, that still presence, that, that peace that comes which passes all understanding, suddenly there's just like a stillness or a quietness, that's him walking into a room. That's his glory. And so we need to identify that and realize Jesus is with us. Amen? So let's start here. John 2, verse 11. This is Jesus' first miracle ever in the Word, Okay? So Jesus, we all know Jesus' first miracle was he turned water into wine at a wedding. They ran out. It says, this miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time, I love this, that Jesus revealed his glory. In other words, Jesus revealed his identity or his presence. It says, and his disciples believed him. So the revelation of the glory of God, God revealing himself, is shown by miracles that benefited the, the, the wedding feast, and, and, and it also brought people to believe. They were already following him, but they suddenly believed to a greater degree why the Lord would put it in there. <laughs> they were already following him. They were already his disciples. But they were believers in the glory. Amen? And so miracles are an effect of the glory of God, or you could say of Jesus being present in a place. A miracle can be anything from um, raising the dead to a devil being cast out to total freedom and liberty where you couldn't get freedom and liberty before. Um, so many different avenues where miracles can take place. So the glory is really Jesus revealing himself. Let me read it one more time. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time that Jesus revealed his glory, which makes us understand that anytime you see a miracle in the word of God, he doesn't always say it like that. But every time you see a miracle in the word of God, what is it? It's Jesus revealing his glory. Has he changed? No. So when there's a miracle, there's a sign, or there's a wonder, or there's a move of the Spirit, and people are touched, people are blessed, that's Jesus revealing his glory. He's revealing the fact that he is there with us and among us. And that's what he was doing at that wedding. So Jesus um, did that miracle. He turns water into wine, and he's revealing his glory so that we can know when miracles happen, it's the Lord. John eleven thirty nine 39 through 40, the dead is raised. And Jesus is going to visit Lazarus. He's already died four days previous, okay? And he shows up four days late. And he tells the people, roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, 
It says, the dead man's sister protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Listen to this. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see the glory of God if you would believe? And notice that that last scripture, they saw the glory of God. They saw Jesus reveal himself because they believed. So we are gathered here and we're supposed to be believers. <laughs> and sometimes when God moves in a way, it can catch you off guard or you're not familiar with it. So you turn off your, your you know, faith ignition. You, you turn off to it because you're not familiar with it. And the reason that I'm preaching on this, I believe, is because God's about to do some things in the near future here. If it's not right now, then it's in the near future. God's about to move in new ways that we have yet to experience. And we need to keep the, the faith switch turned on because it says you'll see his glory if you believe. So we don't want to turn off the glory switch. We don't want to turn off our switch of faith because then you won't see his glory. And so let me say it again. John 11, 39 and 40, roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. And Martha protested. She says, uh, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. She's thinking all natural. She's not thinking um, he's going to reveal his glory. You know, she's not in faith. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? In other words, you're going to see miracles but you have to be believing that God can come into a room. Aren't, isn't all things possible with us, with God? Amen? All things are possible to him who believes. And so we need to believe that Jesus can walk into a room. Amen? There's a song that says, when you walk into a room, everything changes. Darkness runs. Amen? Sickness flees. Bondages break. It's because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he walked this earth, what happened? The sick were healed. The dead were raised. The lame walked. The blind saw. And he hasn't changed. And so when he comes again in services and where he's revealing himself and his glory, where the faith switch is turned on, and he's not going to do this in every congregation because every congregation does not have their faith switch turned on. They're turned off to the new things, the unfamiliar things. They hear the word of God, they accept the word of God, and then they just go and they're happy with that. But the thing is, is if you read the word of God and he says things like this, there's so much more that he can reveal himself to us than just the spoken word. He wants to reveal himself by his spirit and by miracles, signs and wonders and manifestations of his spirit. Amen? There are manifestations of his spirit. Um, there's words of knowledge. There's words of wisdom, discerning of spirits. There's tongues, tongues and interpretation. There's prophecy. There's gifts of faith. There's gifts of healing. There's working of miracles. And then it adds to it, there's all diversities of these gifts. So in other words, everything goes. <laughs> all things are possible with God. He can give you dreams, visions, revelations. He can give you a mix of those things. He can speak to you in the night. He can speak to you in the day. He can speak to you in the early morning. Whatever way he sees fit, all things are possible with him. But you must believe. Amen? God wants to do these things for his people. 
God wants to reveal himself. I know we just got done with encounters with God, but that's what life is about, is encountering God's presence and his glory. And so we need to turn on our faith switch, study the word of God, write down the scriptures I'm speaking on so you can meditate on them so it gets deep in your heart, so then God can reveal his glory to you. Amen? So the effects of his glory um, can be in raising the debt. Um, It can be in a miracle of changing water to wine. Or it can be in a miracle of um, creating more food for you because you have lack. He's our provider. Amen. Actually, he says in Philippians 4.19, I believe it is, he says that he supplies all our needs according to his riches. Where? In glory. That's where you receive your blessing, your provision. Is from the glory. Oh, man. Hallelujah. So let's take the limit off, God. Let's remove the box top. (laughs) Let's take the limit off um, and not say to him, okay, I'm okay with like a word of knowledge. I I understand you know things about me that, you know, nobody should know. (laughs) I'm okay with um, healing because I need that. You know, so yeah, you can go ahead and be a healer. But what I'm not okay with is joy unspeakable and full of what? Glory. There's so many people, even Christians, who are on antidepressants, and I'm not coming against you whatsoever, but there's people that are on antidepressants because they're not full of glory. Your joy comes from the Lord, and the Word of God says so. And he says joy unspeakable comes when you're full of glory. And we love, and it's come so many times when you're in a service and someone starts laughing or someone starts just, you know, getting so full of God's presence and God's glory and you, everyone looks and everyone's uncomfortable. God is filling them. God is touching them. And they have reached a point where they're so full of his presence and of his glory that they receive and experience the effect of being full of glory, joy unspeakable. In other words, don't speak about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in other words, you can't experience that unless you're full of glory. Like, you can't, it's almost as if someone's tickling you and you can't stop laughing. And it's almost like, stop, stop, or I'm going to go to the bathroom before I reach the restroom. <laughs> that's how it's like. And I've only experienced it like once or twice, but that's how it's like. But I used to be one of those, and I'm letting you guys know that this stuff is the Lord. And um, I used to be, get a little uncomfortable and stuff like that until I started seeing in the word of God that that God is healing, that God is delivering. We don't know what hurts and heartache and heartbreak that person has been through. And the word of God says that our joy and our strength comes from the Lord. And so... How in the world do we judge if God wants to minister to them and give them strength and joy because their joy of the Lord is their strength? And they've been through a lot of turmoil, so they need that joy. Amen? I recently went to a conference, a women's conference, and, I mean, nothing really unusual happened at the conference. I was kind of hoping for that, actually. 
But, um, but I was just sitting and listening and in the presence of God and in worship. And then all my conversation with my friend that I brought was all about the Lord. And so it was just constant conversation about the Lord, constant worship, and constant in the Word. By the end of the conference, I don't know what happened, but um, she went to like kind of get a word from one of the ministers. And then she was sharing it with me like she had recorded it. And something caught me funny. Like, I was just like, um, just kind of just caught me funny. And I can't even repeat it because it's kind of dumb when you repeat it. But it just caught me funny. And I kind of started giggling. And she goes, what? And she replayed it. And I just lost it. And I started laughing again. And like belly laughter, rolling laughter. Um, it's like you can't, it's joy unspeakable. But it had been at the like the tail end of the conference, and I'm like, what in the world is this? And I mean, I couldn't stop laughing, then she got it. And it's not something that you can just, it, you just can't make yourself laugh. You can be like, ha, 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 but that's about it if you did it on purpose. So you know that it's a God thing when it takes, you know, takes place. And I tell you that I left that conference the most refreshed. I mean, it was going on through the airport, people probably thought we were nuts. We could almost not get it together to get through the security and all that because, and Clayton would have just been so embarrassed. <laughs> He's like, yes. But it was like the most exhilarating, freeing feeling I have ever experienced my entire life. Just because he had so filled us with his glory that we were receiving joy unspeakable. Experiencing the effects of being full of glory. And that's amazing. There's so many effects of the glory that we have yet to experience. And God wants us to experience them. Amen. Hallelujah. And so with Isaiah 55, 8, and 9, he says, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are a whole lot bigger than your thoughts. Right? So I'm kind of paraphrasing that. But basically, in other words, we don't have him all figured out. So we need to take the limits off him and let him do it his way. If he wants to heal someone by them falling over and they just come off the ground and then suddenly they're set free, then great. But if he wants to set them free and deliver them by letting them receive joy unspeakable and full of glory, then let him do it that way. His ways are his ways. Amen? He knows what each one of us needs. Doesn't he know us better than ourselves? <laughs> he knows us better than we know ourselves. And actually, in 2 Corinthians 2.9, he says this, No eye has seen, and no ear has heard, and no mind has even imagined what he has prepared for those who love him. I don't think he's just talking about heaven. I think he's talking about here on earth, but we haven't yet to experience the glory of God like we're about to experience. If we'll keep that faith switch turned on and continue believing that he can move in ways that we haven't yet seen. Amen? In John 14, 12, I mean, we read the word of God, we're like, yes, he can heal the sick. Yes, he can raise the dead. Yes, he can cast out devils. Yes, he can set somebody free or bind up a broken heart. He can just you know, put someone on the right path and transform them. So he can do all these things, and we're like, yes, 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 yes. But then when it comes to, like, um, he says in John 14, 12, he says, greater works than these shall you do. In other words, if you're going to be doing them, you're going to be seeing them, okay? Greater things that you, than you've seen Jesus performing. Greater ways and manifestations of his glory are going to happen then we see him perform in the word of God. Greater things. 
or we could say different things that we're not used to. And probably half the things in the word of God we haven't even seen yet. And it's because of that annoying doubt and unbelief. Just the simple worry that somebody might think oddly of me. Or um, even a minister. I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> Ministers, they have, we have this about us that we're concerned because we want people to like us so that people come. But the thing is, I want to please the Lord more than I want to please you. And so I'm welcoming him. Lord, have your way and do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. That's why I'm always saying a prayer like that. Because I want to see the effects of his glory. Because that means that this is an open heaven. That means that he can move whatever way he wants to move. Heal whoever he wants to heal. Because for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And if he wants to do that however he wants to do that, he can do that here. Amen? As long as I'm in charge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So in Mark 9.23, he says, Anything is possible if a person believes. Anything is possible if a person believes. So whenever Jesus was present in the word of God, we watch him revealing his glory, revealing himself through healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, amen, causing the lame to walk, the blind to see, all of that, now that we see that he says, if you believe, you'll see my glory. Basically, you'll see, if you see the miracles, your, your faith switch is turned on and you're seeing his glory. You're seeing him show up on the scene and take charge. Amen. And so Mark 9, 23, how are we going to see the glory of God? Keep that faith switch. Keep believing um, because anything becomes possible if we're believing that Jesus could possibly manifest his glory. Amen. So let's turn to Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 5. I'm going to try to find it. <laughs> I didn't have it marked. Second Chronicles 5. I like this passage because we've been teaching about how to get into his glory, how to get into his manifest presence. And so I want to read this whole passage. Second Chronicles 5, verses 13 and 14. It says, 120 priests were playing trumpets. The trumpeters and singers performed together in unison. In other words, they had a worship team. <laughs> and they were giving thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals, drums, um, instruments, and they raised their voices, and they praised the Lord with these words. He is good, and his faithful love endures forever. So what were they doing essentially? what we talked about last week, entering into his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. They were coming in to the place where his glory was manifested. Okay? So then watch this. After they're doing that, what happens? At that moment, a thick cloud fills the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not continue their service because of the cloud. For the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. Another version says, the priests couldn't stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house. 
So um, another effect of the glory of God filling a house is visible cloud. Another effect is that the weight of his glory is so on you that you couldn't even stand to minister. They couldn't stand up and do what they were planning on doing because God had just taken over the service. That happens a lot Wednesday nights because I don't know if it's just um, that's what we're showing up for, (laughs) but we're showing up for that on Sunday mornings too, but that's what he does. And I remember specifically one Wednesday night where I had never experienced that before in that way where I actually had to sit on the stage and preach because the presence of God was so on me. I was like wobbling. And I didn't really share that with anyone, but I'm sure they could figure it out why I would be sitting on the stage. And so, um, man, there is great effects, and it's exciting when we so yield to the Holy Spirit and turn our faith switch on and allow him to fill a room with his glory or so fill us that we get to experience that joy or that peace which passes all understanding. Amen? Any, let me just say this, that any fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control, um, all those things that the Holy Spirit manifests as, are effects of the glory of God in your life. And so if you're off in one of those areas, be repentant. God has been correcting me on the littlest, slightest thing lately because he knows that I have expressed him, I want the fullness of his glory. And so he's like, okay, if you want it, then I'm going to correct you on every little, every little thing that's walking outside of love or outside of forgiveness, um, you know, that's, Anything that's pride or envy or anything that would be a hindrance to him, he reveals it to me right away so I can get back on track. Amen? And so I love that. The priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud of glory, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. So an effect of the glory can be a cloud or the weight of the glory of God. And they entered into that by praising and worshiping, and that is amazing because we just taught on that. I already shared with you joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy is an effect of the glory, that unspeakable joy. 1 Peter 1.8 is that reference. So there have been, like I said, so many times where we've been in services where different ministers come through, and that's an effect of their ministry. And um, some people don't like it because it's just unfamiliar territory, but it is in the word, and God is setting people free. Um, and so, you know, they leave their feeling and I got to experience that they leave their feeling so free. It's as if they're soaring high on wings as eagles. It's as if they could run through a troop and jump over a wall. That's what the word of God says. Amen. So when God just gets to fill you, you yielded to him and he gets to fill you, you feel so recharged. I've been reading a book about the secrets of the glory, and that's not necessarily why I'm sharing this. However, I'm being fed on it, too. Um, I'm sharing it because the Lord told me, if you'll preach on the glory, I'll confirm my word. (laughs) So I want those confirmations. And um, so I'm I'm preaching on the word, um, on the glory. So there's different physical manifestations that we can experience just because of experience that I can share with you um, that, like I said, his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, that there's so much more we haven't yet experienced or maybe some of it we've experienced not realizing it is the glory of God. And some of these manifestations and things that we've experienced um, could be tears. Like I said, on Friday night, there was like a 
half a dozen people at least that I saw. That's not saying that there wasn't another 20 people that were holding back the tears because God was touching them. Um, there's tears. There's the weight of the glory. There's a heat. God manifests his glory through heat. Some people get like a burning heat on the inside of them in their spirit or in their hands. Um, there's um, a tangible like goosebumps. Some people get goosebumps. These are all manifestations that your body is reacting to the, and to the effects of the glory of God. Um, for me, like when I was praying for Nancy just there, like there was heat coming through my hands. That's the glory of God. That's not me. That's Jesus, Christ in me. But then once I um, stood there for a while, I spoke and I heard the Lord say it. So I spoke and released the glory of God. And when I said that, God's hand came on me. And um, so that, when I'm walking in the anointing and um, God's doing something specific, I experience an effect of the glory by feeling a tangible, like, literal hand on top of my head, as if you would come and just put your hand there and just set it there. That's what I feel. Um, I've had different people tell me they feel goosebumps. Different people tell me they feel heat on the inside. Um, these are just different. We need to recognize that there's something... God does something individually with each one of us. Clayton used to talk about crystal tears. Whenever we'd be in devotions or, or God would be telling him something at work and he'd call me to tell me that God's been telling him something and that he received crystal tears, he calls it. Because it's like tears out of nowhere. Suddenly you're moved with this emotion and God's just blessing you and you can't really, it didn't, came, didn't come from anywhere except for the Lord. You're being blessed and affected by his presence showing up. You wouldn't cry otherwise, but his presence just showed up. Amen? Or you wouldn't get goosebumps out of nowhere except for his presence showed up. You don't just randomly, and it's always, always when I'm um, ministering that, that that hand comes on me. Um, or if I'm even having a conversation about the Lord, he'll manifest. It's just him letting you know I'm here with my glory. He's revealing himself. He's revealing his glory. And so we need to recognize that when we sense his presence and peace comes into a room or into your car, he's revealing his glory. When you get goosebumps and you're in the presence of God, he's revealing his glory. And as well as anything that you might call greater or different, um, seeing a vision or having a dream or having an encounter with God in a different sense, um, all of that is him revealing his glory to you. Amen? Philippians 4.7 says, Peace which passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind. I've shared with you the story about our brother-in-law, or my brother-in-law, his brother, and the diagnosis of our nephew and how... Um, they were trying to diagnose him with a disease, and, and I was actually in the glory of God at that moment. I was, had a time of prayer, and he happened to call me in the middle of my time of prayer, and I was already in the manifest presence of God. Or you could say I was in the glory, okay? And I began to speak some things. We talked about this Wednesday night, speaking into the glory, declaring out of the glory. When you do that, you're declaring right out of the presence of God, and his Holy Spirit goes to produce it. Like, Jesus, like the Father said, let there be light, and then the Holy Spirit went, and there was light. Okay, so we talked about that Wednesday, so you can watch that on Facebook or our, um, what's it called, podcasts, um, if you missed that, but... So I spoke and I commanded out of the glory of God for that baby to be born whole and healed. 
And guess what? He was born whole and healed, but before that happened, the Lord manifested in that room with a peace which passes all understanding. Again, an effect of the glory. His peace came into the room to where if I had prayed anymore, it'd actually be doubt and unbelief. Because I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew Jesus showed up on the scene and it was a done deal. Amen? So when his peace comes into a room, that issue that you've been coming to him about is settled. It's done. It's done and over with. Now you got to let him handle it. And just, be, just continue until you see it. Just thank him that it's done. Amen? Because when he shows up, it's not for no good reason. That's what we need to start recognizing. When he shows up in a room with his peace or with his manifest presence or with his glory and you're getting the goosebumps or you're starting to cry or uh, you're shaking because that can happen under the presence of God because your flesh just responds when the glory of God's there. Don't be freaked out. Just say, Lord, you, don't, you know what you're doing, you know. Somebody shaking could be them getting set free from something they don't want in them. God's shaking them loose. We don't know, but we need to be open because God's about to sweep through this place and he's about to show up with his glory and all the manifestations that he wants to reveal to us and how he wants to reveal his glory to us. We want to be open and have the faith switch turned on and not hinder him in any way by judging his move. Because guess what? We couldn't make any of that happen anyways. So pretty soon, as I speak, the glory of God will fill my words and people just begin being touched in their seats. And they'll start getting healed or start getting set free. We had one service not too long ago where I was just standing here preaching. I don't remember what about, but God was filling those words with his glory. And people, I remember seeing people crying in the audience and it was not me. I wasn't touching them. God was touching them. That's him revealing his glory. Amen? And so there's so many ways. Peace is another way of an effect of his glory showing up on the scene. Hallelujah. So when he shows up, things start happening. Joy and peace. Miracles. A cloud the weighty presence of his glory. And I love this because this happened Wednesday, and I had literally just read about this. Clayton, you said it just a little bit different because I did not hear anything about this um, need before the service whatsoever. And, and he wasn't meaning that, but if you misunderstood, I didn't know anything about it, but the Lord had spoken to me during worship. I saw a vision of somebody with a need. And they were holding their hands up like this, and I saw me putting my hand and filling it, and that it was supposed to be for the whole congregation to fill those hands that he wanted to meet a need. Now listen to this. This is a miracle. So this need, I didn't know how much it was, and I didn't know what it was. We're talking about the glory and the effects of it. Um, and I just saw what the Father was doing, what was on his heart. And so I went ahead and shared what I was seeing, and I reacted to the glory. You're going to receive according to how you react to the glory. So I reacted by putting money just like I saw in her hands. And I heard an amount. I heard an amount of 600. But after 
this took effect after this all happened. She told me that she had prayed because she had been getting sinus infections all year long, and it was due to mold in their vents. And it was going to cost $900 for them to replace these vents. And uh, her husband, um, you know, was a little leery on doing the process because that's a big amount to just come up with. And she says, don't worry about it. It's between me and God. And what's so cool is I didn't see me giving to both of them. I seen me giving to her. It was her faith that ignited the move of the Spirit. And um, I don't question whether she probably asked him while in the glory about the need. Anyways, that night, over $600 came in into her hands. And then at Revival, someone gave her an additional $300. God met the need. Amen? Hallelujah. And so I didn't know what the need was, but God knew what it was, and he provided above and beyond. So God is so good. And so, like with that, for instance, if God speaks to you, you want to sow into that, even if it's above and beyond already, if God already spoke to you to give into that, it's sowing into the glory because when you're sowing into the glory, a multiplication happens. Not just for that person, but for the person sowing, you can claim and believe a multiplication of that seed sown, a harvest. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to just kind of wind it up here. But um, Matthew 14, 15 through 21, and I'm going to summarize it, but I want you to go back and read this. Um, Jesus is with the crowd, and the disciples are like, Lord, send them back to the town because we're in this rural place here, and there's no food, and they're getting hungry. And the Lord's like, don't we have any food to give them? And um, they're like, no, there's only among the whole crowd, there's only five loaves and two fishes. And the Lord's like, bring them to me. Like, let me show you what can happen in my glory. He blesses them and multiplication above and beyond all they could have asked or thought. Over 5,000 men, not including women and children, are fed off of five loaves and two fishes. Talk about the effects of the glory of God. So that can happen in finances. That can happen with food. (laughs) That can happen in a number of ways. God can multiply your seed sown. So effects of the glory can be a multiplication. And let me just say a couple of things here. Mark 10, 27 says, with man, definitely that is impossible. (laughs) But with God, all things are possible. And think about it. We've all heard testimonies of um, doctors saying that this is this this disease and there's no cure. Um, You're not going to recover from this. You have a year to live or whatever. We've all heard testimonies about people being set free, about cancer being removed, about lumps being removed, about kidneys being restored. We have it in our own lives. We've seen God move, but that's an effect of the glory of God showing up on the scene. Amen? And so... With that being said, we need to not hinder the way God wants to move. Because even though it might seem impossible for laughter, looking a little crazy, a little strange, to heal somebody of an oppression or depression or of cutting themselves or whatever, it can if God wants to do it that way. 
It's not always just about, even though it's scriptural, laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. There's a greater level. That's when his glory just sweeps through a place and the sick are healed. The dead are raised. Amen? We've seen him do it in times past in the healing revivals, and he's going to move. He says the latter rain will be greater than the former. The latter glory will be greater than the former. So we need to start turning our face switch on and start expecting and start telling him, Lord, we want and we are hungry for the move of your spirit. We're hungry for great and mighty manifestations. Lord, we, we believe, God, that you can reveal your glory in whatever way you see fit. We believe, Lord. Hallelujah. And then Acts 2, 17 through 19 says, he's going to show signs and wonders. Wonders in heavens above, signs on the earth below. All revelation of his glory. This is all him revealing to the world, I am God. All of it. Anything we see in the word of God and even things that we don't quite understand or haven't yet experienced, we need to be open and ready and looking. The prophet looked for a cloud. He was looking for rain. He was praying for it, and then he looked, and then he prayed for it seven times, and they look, prayed for it, and look, till finally a cloud the size of a man's hand shows up, and he was like, he's moving, he's going, you know, he's coming with that rain, and he runs for it and passes up the chariot. I was reading, and it says that the estimation was he was running about 60 miles an hour in order to pass up that chariot. An effect of the glory. The glory of God came on him. And so we just need to be ready. We need to be expecting. And as we continue and just press into God and Wednesday nights, asking him to pour out his spirit and asking him to move by his spirit and reveal himself, we need to be expecting that every single word that God spoke over this ministry and that God spoke about the end times, that it's happening and that, Lord, we're open. We want everything you said in your word. We're open to it. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you watch over your word to perform it. I thank you, Father, that I don't preach with just mere words of man's wisdom, but by demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. So I just welcome you, Holy Spirit, right now. I welcome you just to move in this place. I welcome you to manifest your glory in this place, even now just to touch each individual in a supernatural way. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Let's just sit in his presence for a minute and let him minister to you.